Welcome to this Knowledge Natter by RCBS Knowledge. Here we have friendly and informal discussions with our Knowledge Award champions and those who are empowered by quality improvement in their work. Whether you're a veterinary surgeon, veterinary nurse, receptionist or member of management, quality improvement will and can positively impact your everyday life. Listen and be inspired. So hello everyone and welcome to RCBS Knowledge Natter. I'm Fiona Lover and I'm the Clinical Lead for Medicines and today I'm interviewing Tonya Sims um, and I'm going to let Tonya introduce herself. She's one of our award winners for the Quality Improvement Awards. Hi, my name's Tonya Sims, like you said. Um, I am Clinical Director at Hamden Farm Vets um, in home counties. I am a 100% farm animal vet working in largely beef and sheep areas. Oh, and I'm a farm vet champion. Brilliant. Yes. So that's that's how I really know Tonya. It's because Tonya is one of our farm vet champion ambassadors and does absolutely loads for antimicrobial stewardship. But today we're going to talk about your um, calf castration. It's still antibiotic use, so it's, it's all relevant. But um, tell us a bit about the audit, um, Tonya. How did it come about? So this is a piece of work um, that I did within my practice anyway, but I submitted it to the RCVS Knowledge QI um, Awards and won Antimicrobial Stewardship Champion through it. So I had a conversation with our team about um, where we could, within our day-to-day practice and things that we were doing, not necessarily what farmers were doing, but what we were doing and where we were using antibiotics and what would be... Um, an easy thing to audit and to assess what our current usage was and could we look to refine our use of um, antimicrobials. So there's been a lot of movement within um, the industry, farming and vetting to reduce antimicrobials for elective procedures of which calf castrations would fall into that and especially with a lot of the um, bigger buying groups calf rearing groups now they are reducing their antimicrobial use so rather than doing a research project and being like what what can we implement to reduce I just wanted to take it from day one what antibiotics are we using how are we using these antibiotics is there a reason behind our use of antibiotics and do we think that is an appropriate level of antibiotic use or can we empower our vets to reduce the use? And then, so practically, what did you do about finding the date, doing that initial audit? Um, so I went, I interrogated our practice management system and I literally searched for the word castrate under our farm clients. I then removed any non-bovine species um, and then literally looking in both clinical notes and fees because our fee structure changed halfway through the year. So I did have to do quite a, a deep interrogation. Um, it's always more complicated than you think, isn't it? Sort of <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, I'll just put it in a search box. But no, it didn't work like that. Um, but then I exported it to Excel. It was really, it was actually very simple. I then just time consuming. I literally went through and when there was a castrate mentioned and hopefully with the number that were castrated, I listed them. Um, I then looked to see whether antibiotics had either been prescribed or it had been written in the notes and I put a yes or a no. And then if any non-steroidals, so I also assessed non-steroidal use and local anesthetic as well. So again, that was a yes or a no, a yes or a no. And then my last column, which, uh, 
was basically if there were antibiotics used, was there a reason behind it? So was there a justification behind the antimicrobial use or are people just using it because they think they have to? So I did that and I tallied it up. I then um, broke that data down into VET. um, So to see if there were differences in the VET and their prescribing habits. And like I say, if there were antimicrobials used, I then listed um, and ranked the reasons behind antimicrobial use in those cases. Brilliant. And we, uh, so you presented this at um, BCDA just this October, just gone, and you presented 2021 and 2022 data, but I understand you're still, you're carrying on, you still got 23 data now, have you? The application was submitted a year ago, as you just reminded me. So the award came for the data uh, from 21-22, so from May 2021 to the end of April 2022. So subsequent to submitting it, I then audited the next year from 2022 to 2023. So, um, and then, yes, I presented that data, the updated data at BCBA. In 21-22, to 88% of our castrates did not receive antimicrobial, so only 12% did. And um, largely because of dirty um, environment or if, uh, for example, there was a bleed and a ligature had to be added, some sort of foreign material had to be put into it or a rig again. So more intensive. Um, 99.5% received non-steroidals and 100% received local. So I was very proud of them about that. There was a large variation between vets as to who was using antibiotics and who wasn't um so we sat down and we had a chat um the whole team together and discussed why we would be using antibiotics and why we wouldn't um bear in mind this data set was over 700 castrates performed in the year so there was a you know it was a robust amount of data there that we could have a look at so um we went like i said i went back on the 22 23 data and showed an I think it was an 8% reduction in antimicrobial use. So it was uh, an, our... Uh, I'll help you with the figures. I've got them yes. in front of me. <laughs> 21, there was 11.5% given, an, 11 given antibiotics to yeah. 12%. And in 2022, 4.6%. Yeah. So reduced from, yeah. Yeah. So Pretty uh, much 12 to 5%. Um, percent. Yeah. So I um, <clears throat> did a... Um, well, I got my friend to do a little bit of stats on that. So uh, that was proven to be significantly different because I looked at it and thought, oh, wow, that's brilliant. But then I just wanted to prove it was brilliant. <laughs> so that yes. was statistically significant, um, which, you know, I just was blown away by, really. Um, it just shows that having that data and then having the discussion, it empowered people to not or to withhold antimicrobials. Um, so it just let people have a conversation with clients um, saying, look, I don't see there is a need for this. Okay. You might automatically want to give a long acting shot of penicillin, but, but there is no reason for it. Um, And again, I did exactly the same thing um, and looked at the reasons behind it and the reasons behind when the antibiotics were used generally was if it was a rig, uh, a a crypt orchid, sorry. Uh, and arguably no, none of us should have a problem about there being cases that we need to that that we're less um 
relaxed about but and, yeah. and there are there are good reasons or higher risk cases yeah. where it's perfectly reasonable um to give antibiotics isn't it and we shouldn't i don't think we should be concerned about that in, in yeah any. no it's it is purely about refining use as opposed to banning use yes i agree completely and yes i didn't chastise anybody for using antibiotics um <clears throat> it was just providing evidence that you don't need to and you know some people the client would say oh no we always use antibiotics and having the data showing that you don't need to and and granted it was an audit it wasn't a full research project um I didn't follow up specific complications rates but we didn't have any feedback negative feedback from our countries <laughs> within the years so um because all our complaints are logged um anyway so that would have you know, I checked our complaints logs and nothing came back. And okay, they might not have told you every single one or they might have given the jab of um, antibiotic later without necessarily telling us. But, you know, there was no obvious, oh my God, these 600 castrates that didn't use antibiotics suddenly got complication rates. So just having that data there just just is an extra confidence giver, if that's the right word. And so getting the team on board is always a big part of it is that um uh, has that been a good experience generally within the practice has it kind of enhanced relations generally or is or everyone thinking oh Tonya what's she going to make us do next <laughs> <laughs> well they think that every day anyway <laughs> um I think so I mean I don't think they were quite as excited about the data as I was but then I'm very data driven um and they're maybe not so much um I'm very lucky. We've got a really proactive team. Um, relatively young, though it shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't mean anything. But um, I guess it means they're open to suggestion and uh, very willing to discuss different ways of doing things. Um, always striving for best practice for both an individual animal, a herd, or the industry as a whole. Um, so really keen to offer the best possible service for everyone, really. So these discussions are um, clinical dis uh, clinical uh, governance type discussions. Um, they do really get involved with, be it audits or um, significant event analysis, that kind of stuff. Everyone's really keen to have these discussions and move the practice forward. Okay, that's brilliant. So and if that's sort of how it's enhanced within team relations, what um and particularly since presenting this at BCVA or or actually wider within the vet partners um group, have you have you had sort of external positive conversations about it? The first one would be with clients because that's our day-to-day -day, uh running. So um it's always good again it's having that proof behind a lot of clients are difficult to influence and to, and to change habits that have been going on for a lifetime so to for them to recognize that we are trying to do something to refine our antimicrobial use suddenly makes them sit back and think oh yeah actually maybe we can do something else alongside um you know we do we do the red tractor um uh, mastering meds courses as standard but then we also do like a um i've done a a more pharmacological 
is word. Um, like this is why we use these antibiotics and let's look more at resistance and the way that the antimicrobials work to um, understand the resistance and how how we are potentially promoting resistance or otherwise. Um, so it's definitely getting the the idea out there that we are looking at look more deeply at why we're using antibiotics so that has worked really well um yeah. with regards to uh vet partners so we are a vet partners business um they've just submitted their uh annual antimicrobial stewardship report um <clears throat> and actually the farm data is really lacking um we have um we've done an uh cesarean audit as a whole group uh for the last oh, four years probably now and um that data is being looked at but there is apart from that there's very little data available because it's the difference in pra uh, practice management systems trying to standardize data is very tricky um so that's a long-term project and hopefully on individual if individual practices are doing audits like that that can be something that we can filter through to the rest mm -hmm. of our partners and granted we might not be able to compare um outputs from our pms systems like for like at the moment but long term um there should be a decent data set that we can compare um half the issue actually is getting people recording the correct data on the pms system um but that's an ongoing <laughs> challenge yes yeah, so it's a challenge at the level of the vets but also uh at the level of the farms but also at the level of the vets in some yes. cases but um but it's a challenge that we are making progress with and you and i have talked about a lot of putting data onto the medicine hub you're making progress within your practice and we are within number of other different practices with people um gradually getting farms submitting their own data so we are getting some data together which is which is exciting to see yes yeah. um okay so what's next for hampton vets in terms of <laughs> <laughs> well um i'm obviously going to continue um my castrate audit although um i imagine after that massive drop it'll probably plateau now because like you say five percent antimicrobial use is probably appropriate because there will be cases that need to have uh, antibiotics administered um i want to look at obstetrics next um so much to the disgust of some of my colleagues, <laughs> I've, uh, I am severely dropping the amount of my, my um, antibiotics that I use, whether obstetrics or uh, uterine prolapses, that kind of thing. And they are um, aghast at times when I don't use anti antibiotics. Um, but again, we don't know what our current level is. And I mean, it's a lot more difficult because a castrate is very black and white did you or didn't you um okay you can bring in that is there dirt or whatever uh but you know with a with obstetrics for example a lambing it is you know how long has it been lambing for were the lambs dead or alive like how much intervention was there by you did it have twin lamb did it have uh hypercalcemia there were so many more variables but so it will be more complicated, but it's still worth looking at. And like I say, it's not a research project. It's an audit. So it's literally how many have we seen? So I think that's going to be my next one. Um, and I should, well, in theory, I could get three years worth of data pretty easily from the practice management system if I have time to have a look at that. But um, yeah, as obviously it's coming up to 
lambing and calving now so it might be a summer project but yeah that's my plan next okay oh that's brilliant and um and meanwhile you've got the ongoing project of getting farms on the medicine hub which is something yeah. and encouraging the team um you've been a great farm vet champion ambassador for us um flying the flag encouraging other people to jump on board and make use of the free cpd um and that's <laughs> and you've and and the other thing you've done within the practice is it's it's not just you that you've got um your vet tech and um other team members involved as well which is um really encouraging to see to kind of bring them on and give them a bit of um i suppose it's um give them the, the ability to to do their own thing um create their own little project which is always encouraging for team members so um thanks ever so much tonya um anything else you want to tell us no i think that's it apart from if anyone you know wants uh to chat through any audits they're doing or any way they can refine uh antimicrobial use then i am more than happy to chat through with anybody if anybody wants any help or just uh, run ideas off me more than happy for you for anyone to contact me oh that's brilliant that's very kind thank you and um because in the farm world it the whole qi and auditing is we are we are slightly behind our, our colleagues and so um that's really great to hear you say that and um and maybe we'll point others in your direction thank you very much tonya thanks that's a pleasure we hope you have enjoyed this recording please share it with your colleagues and friends if you would like to find out more about quality improvement and access our free courses examples and templates please visit our quality improvement pages on our website at rcbsknowledge.org.